Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hello and welcome Funny Science Fiction live people. This is the Funny Science Fiction podcast. This, of course, is the live edition. And I'm just happy to be out of the house on a Monday. What can I say? Uh, Anyway, this is... That's a side note. You're welcome. Uh, this is the podcast that reminded everyone that the House of Skywalker will never govern Araxis to control the flow of spice because of sand. According to Anakin, I don't like sand. It's coarse. It's rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Let's roll the nerdy footage. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees, let's make a shirt together. I just want to point something out. So before we go into the next video, uh, someone else is making nefarious comments on the funny science fiction podcast handle uh and that goes out to the twitter and twitch handle as the podcast guy with my face on them <laughs> that was nick <laughs> i was responding to john's comment here yes john it's it's monday again how's it going <laughs> hello was family enjoy your night off kathleen and that's why uh, uh i forgot to do this originally uh before the video started because i am a horrible host uh, but we do have Josh here tonight, one of the founding members of the Funny Science Fiction family. And, of course, uh, Josh is also Nick's brother, Bro Josh. So welcome <laughs> welcome back, Bro Josh. Thanks. It's good to be here. I thought about uh, making my name Kathleen, you know, down here below in, in the up, lower left-hand corner. So, uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't think I would have fooled anybody. Um, maybe I no. just got a... You know, new new uh, pixie cut or something or whatever this is called. Female. If, if it was female, what if what if Cat-ears. I don't know? You might have, might have been able to sell it. Still a comb over, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Links All right. for, for both the River City Tees and Level Up lightsabers can be found in our show notes and in the comments section. We didn't even play the Level Up lightsabers video. Oh, we did do that. No, oh, just that. I interrupted the videos and started. Well, there's talking. links. There's links. There Go will be and... links. And after we play this, there will be links. Now you can say your line, Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's links. <laughs> there's definitely links. Hey, Kathleen, yes, we are We are no better without you than we are with you, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, we're just as much of a train wreck. All right, and John says, don't make her angry. She might pull out your arms. And, uh, it's, are you saying she's like a Wookiee? Anyway, that was a really bad Wookiee impression. Horrible well, Wookiee impression, and that was live, and we can't edit it out. That's awesome. All right. Tonight, so. we welcome two podcasters to our live show, Anna and Same. So, <laughs> Sam. Sam. That was a typo. That's Anna and Sam. Or Good old autocorrect, you know. For the rest of the night, he might just be Same, because it might be fun. But see how, Same, how, see, how much, is, see how much he's game for that. Same's welcome, crazy. guys. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. We're happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just glad that after the train wreck that was the first five minutes of the show, you weren't like, nope, nope, nope. We gotta go. 
That was delightful. Yeah. We were laughing. We were laughing back here. Well, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Somebody has to. I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited to have you guys here tonight. Now, Anna and I have been talking a little bit. Uh, we've met through uh, some podcasting groups, and, and and I'm very excited to have them on the show because they have an amazing podcast that I want them to talk about here in just a second. Um, but I am I'm a fan. I'm a subscriber. Uh, I have been listening. Uh, I've, I've really, really enjoyed your guys' content uh, thus far. So if you would, please, uh, before we get into tonight's topic and we get uh, we start talking a little nerdy here, um, if you would, share with everybody uh, the name of – we already shared it, but again, share the name of your show, uh, your content, what where people can find you, and ultimately why they should be paying attention to Growing Up Skywalker. Absolutely. Okay, let me start. Hi, my name's Anna, and this is Sam, my co-host, and we are the hosts of Growing Up Skywalker. It is a weekly Star Wars podcast that every is Tuesday. every Tuesday without without fail. Never failed once. Never failed more Never than failed twice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving through the Lucasfilm universe in universe chronology, which means that we started with the prequels. We're in season three of the Clone Wars. Yes. And what makes this fun is that Sam is the Star Wars expert and I am the noob. And I'm pretty much seeing Star Wars for the first time. So when we met, she had never seen any Star Wars at all. And I met this cute boy and I was like, how do I hang out with him more? I guess I have to watch Star Wars now. That's the trade-off. That's the trade-off. That's how you do it. You rope them in. So we have been having really fun conversations since May the 4th, be with you, 2021. And yeah, we're on season three of The Clone Wars. Excellent. Have you seen all the shows before that? Oh, no. Well, in... No, so she hadn't watched any of it. I've watched all of it. And okay. so that's, yeah, even Resistance. And so we're going to go through all of them. And this is, yeah, that's that was my, these people exist, people who haven't seen Star Wars. So that's something we're trying to kind of deal with is that, for example, my parents and her parents saw original trilogy in the theaters even and then what else do they want to watch they see the clone wars they're like oh it's a kid's show because mm-hmm, it's animated mm-hmm. but it's got the most important stuff so the ability to tell this story and to tell it from the point of view of someone who hasn't seen it before and with mm-hmm. eyes from 2021 is really important we're having so much fun with it we yeah really awesome well and the cool thing is uh so for somebody listening to that and i think anna you tried to explain some of that to me through text and I must have missed some of it. I didn't realize that you, I thought you had not just seen just the Clone Wars. So oh, I was no. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't aware that you had hadn't seen the well, all of it. So um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you the journey because I think it's fun. Sam started me on The Mandalorian, which is a phenomenal way to get any new Star Wars fan involved because, like, who can resist Baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. I go feral, and I'm not even a kid person. <laughs> <laughs> so hot tip. If you're trying to get someone into Star Wars, start with Mando. Nice. And then we went through and I saw the 11 feature films, but Clone Wars, Resistance, Rebels, this is totally new ground for me. Mm -hmm. Although she already loves Hera just from hearing me talk about her, even though she's never seen her. Hera's amazing, by the way. Have you you mentioned Thrawn yet? Yes. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I try to keep that secret because Thrawn is the Gives me the giggles. He is the best. He's the best villain. I love his cadence of talking. The problem is that I think I'm picturing Thanos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I gather that's not right. It's, it's not it's, it's wrong. No, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the skin tone. It's Less heavy. wrinkly and blue. And mm. and the scariness. Because Thrawn yes. is scary. Yeah, and, no, uh, no chin venting. Yeah, no chin vents. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, Thrawn is serious scary. He doesn't, he's got this ability without giving anything away or or explaining anything about his character. He's just his demeanor, the way he presents himself, the way he carries himself is intimidating. Yeah. And I think that's where the, 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 what makes him such a great villain. He doesn't have to be um, unnecessarily violent or degrading or all those other things that many villains tend to end up becoming. It's just his demeanor, the way he carries and presents himself. And you go, oh, it makes you pay attention. 
Yeah. If you've ever read uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War, I mean, uh, Thrawn is kind of the guy who wrote it in the Star Wars universe. He's the personification. Of that <laughs> He's yeah. just like, I am, you know, he doesn't show nothing as far as like how like okay maybe his his plan was foiled i think you'd be astonished at how much sam brings up the art of war in growing up skywalker (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) that and book of five rings by mushashi are things that Mm. come up a fair bit just in terms of the and napoleon the uh Mm -hmm. the surface level that is exposed because the clone wars is a bunch of war movies you know back to back you can just keep talking. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is so awesome. That's our podcast. And out of all the things, it was her idea. Part well, of it, you know, oh, even better. We, yeah. uh, we, I think we were talking about Satine. I saw a couple scattered Clone Wars episodes. I wasn't really paying attention. We were on a really long car ride through Colorado, almost down to New Mexico. And Beautiful. we just couldn't shut up about star wars and i was like okay we probably need to be recording this mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it Excellent. nice yeah i uh yeah well so when you explained it to me about the podcast and what it was i was like oh okay and i and when i the couple of the shows that i've watched or not watched but i've listened to thus far have all been about uh, different clone wars episodes mm-hmm. and so one of the things I, I will give you guys credit for right away is the fact that yes it's a it's a it's kind of like a scene by scene breakdown, but it's not so deep that it's just like you go, shut up. I'll just watch the show. And that's that's good. I I don't, I didn't feel at any time listening to it that I would have been better off just to watch the show because I like the fact that you were pulling in information from other shows and how this tied into this and without going so deep that you weren't, you were going to listen, lose a first time listener rather. That's good to hear. I worry about the plot pacing sometimes. We get excited about the nitty gritty details. Especially because our structure is by arc, right? So we'll watch even three episodes in one podcast. And then we have to kind of hit all the points really fast before we can start talking about Mm -hmm. the important parts. Those triple headers, we need to be concise. Yeah. No, I, I think you guys do a really good job at that, at, at your pacing and your structure and how you're how you're bringing the information forward. So kudos to you guys on a, on a really well-rounded show. So thank you very I, much. And I'll because of I, how, how good your show is, that's that's what got you here. I'm sorry, Josh. Please. No, it's OK. I was just going to say that I really uh, I appreciate your guy. You guys actually uh, taking advantage of, a, I think, a uh, show structure that mirrors the very common situation that that a couple finds themselves in when one likes star wars and starts that out (laughs) and and one's like what's star wars and uh or yeah i've never watched that or whatever it might be and that's really cool you guys are playing on that uh and actually uh enjoying the process so i'm sure that's that's incredibly fun uh for listeners to actually uh so one guy's all into it right and then mm-hmm. the other person's really excited about that, right? Because it's new and it's, yeah. So it, it helps people like both really get deep and nerdy as well as enjoy the the moments that they remember enjoying. We get excited about different things too. Uh, mm-hmm. In the deserter arc, if you'll recall, Cut Laquane and Sue, his wife, um, I was like teared up at the first time you see him when he's sitting there hands the pistol to rex and it's like protect my family i'm tearing up now mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. like oh whatever but then in rookies <laughs> when we see like heavy who's just like oh it's heavy it's one episode and droid bait one episode she's like ah! okay sam makes fun of me he's like you don't cry at the man who's prepared to die for his family you cry at a bunch of clones about to fail their high school graduation we actually had flashbacks to exams oh yeah yeah. well we have the cryometer on our website where we we keep a running list of all the episodes that make me cry and the deserter actually was the first time that sam has cried in the course Mm -hmm. of the podcast so So far only it was a victory i'll buckle up for rebels so anyway uh glad to have you here (laughs) so that's all i'm gonna say about that uh We'll, we'll make sure. Uh, let's see. Um, John says, I know people who have had their significant other watch all of Star Trek and... Oh, those poor folks. and All of Star Trek Ooh. in chronological order by star date. It could be star a brutal date? undertaking. Oh, dear I, God. I watched it all by star date. It was fantastic, awesome. but uh, that was tough for me flying solo. That was... <laughs> oh. Because it's... That's... Uh, gosh, 
30 seasons or something, you know? It's and crazy. Most, most importantly, it's Star Trek. Oof. So yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> uh, it's nice how Kathleen's taking the night off but and still enjoying our show. I'm glad to have her. <laughs> uh, I pick on her a lot. She's like my little sister, unfortunately. Anyway, uh, so let's get into tonight's topic. We, we're running a little bit behind because I want to nerd out about your, your guys' show. Uh, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited to have you guys here and I like your show so much. I don't know if I've said that, but just in case, um, here we are anyway. All right. So tonight we, we invited, um, Anna and Sam here and I I did type it same there again. That's, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah. I got to confess something. I actually saw that you wrote it down there and I just typed it up in mine <laughs> because I just He's wanted it to. It. <laughs> Correcting it wrong because he typed it wrong once. <laughs> How do Love I throw it. Tim under the bus? Uh, I, I, I type it wrongly and say it wrongly. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have them here tonight to talk about the first two seasons of The Mandalorian and what we liked about The Mandalorian, where we're hoping that this leads going in because in just a couple weeks now, the book of Boba Fett uh, arrives giggity and uh soon to be hopefully followed by obi-wan and ahsoka i've got something that will get us all into the mood well okay <laughs> drum roll please this is this is fantastic i'm glad we're playing this <laughs> so, it'd be nice to hear it Oh, you can't hear it? We don't hear anything. Yeah, I just see a picture of, of Mando. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> which is great. Oh, okay. It's a great picture. Don't get okay. me wrong. I missed the razor, but you know. Yeah. Um, Pour one out for the razor crest. Oh, um, that's what I got to do. There we go. Darth Grogu. Nice. Is that better? Nope. Nope. Yeah, not at all. Still nothing. <laughs> this is... <sighs> You know, have a live show, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> All right, so while while uh, while Nick's trying to set the mood, uh, we'll go ahead and get started and talking about the, about the Mandalorian. Just don't turn your lights down low, Nick. It will be fine. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, as you, as you guys are listening to this train wreck, if you have anything in the audience that you want to add in, any comments, any points about The Mandalorian that were your favorites, if you like our our thoughts, our, you know, tell us. You don't like it. You don't think that, that was a good pick. Um, you know, tell us. We're, we'll be happy to hear what you guys have to say, and we'll put it up on the screen. And we can talk about it, about your choice as well. All right. So first impressions of The Mandalorian season one. Well, Anybody? Season one is fascinating to me. It starts off and it's got that Firefly-esque Western feel, which is just a classic thing to mm -hmm. add to Star Wars. And it brings back so much of the original trilogy, not just in the starships, which is how I, you know, set time in the Star Wars universe. If it's a TIE fighter, it's original trilogy era. And seeing that as well as the decay at the end of the Imperial era and how things were really difficult was really really cool and when you first see that mandalorian yeah. arbor it's just amazing and then baby yoda i didn't expect to love as much as i did but they did such a great job with the animatronics it's insane it's that is a work of art well it's you a agree? five five million dollar puppet so i hope yeah. so well, it better be nice. They spent yeah. five million on that thing. I think I think six. Yeah, because like it's a puppet and it's got individual fingers and ears and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's got to be able to move animatronically. So, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure you can build uh, it for like a hundred thousand. Come on. <laughs> Go for it. A little, little bit, a little bit of green felt and some uh, some couple pieces of charcoal. Mm -hmm. I can build one over here for 50 bucks. We can do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kermit the Frog's baby brother. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I most appreciated about it was that, you know, most of the time outside of, so take the animated, uh, series away from, from the star Wars world, uh, mm -hmm. for just a moment. The only time we ever really see anything from Mandalore is just 19 minutes of screen time for Boba Fett. 
You know, in the the whole original trilogy, he has less than 19 minutes of screen time. Um, and so I think it's important uh, from the the visual aspect and the learning aspect that we get to see a little bit of the the Mandalorian culture, even though uh, from what we gather, Mando isn't a uh, is not a true Mandalorian. He's he's been raised in the guilds and and taught the ways. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that we get to see that background and you know the the different things that they do so he can eat froggies. Um, well, there's that. Those are froggy eggs season two. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I really, I, for me, that was kind of the cool thing to be able to see, you know, and then, and then when you reinsert your, what you do know of the Mandalorian culture from the animated series, it really kind of created kind of a richness to, to Mando's character and why, what he was mm-hmm. doing, why he was doing it, you know, all these different things. Um, and I have I have one thing that is kind of uh, still kind of a surprise to me. There, there's two characters that I did not expect to like, but I ended up liking. And this is going to cross over into season two, but that's fine. We're, we're just going to jump around. Uh, there's no real set structure to this. Um, a, I did not expect to like Bill Burr's character. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did not. Li- I did not expect to like him at all. Who's that? <laughs> The, uh, the bald one that they uh, yeah, have in the, the prison break. The back gun. Yeah. Oh, helped, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did not expect him <clears throat> to, you know, I've never seen Bill Burr as an actor. I've always seen him as a stand-up comedian. I've mm-hmm. never seen him do anything really where I was like, hmm, yeah, he was, he was good in that. Um, but I didn't like his first pass through uh, mm-hmm. at, at, in the prison scene. I was like, yeah, it was just Bill Burr. It's okay. But in, in in his second pass through, when he's he's helping, you know, uh, get the baby Yoda and the dark saber and all these different things, mm-hmm. then I was like, "All right, I, I he grew on me." Uh, he turns into this character with a tragic backstory, right? It's yeah. In, in the one sense, you're looking at Bill Burr as a comedian, and then all of a sudden, he is this tragic ex-military, like mm-hmm. betrayed person with with resentments and and with something to prove and i think we just rewatched his um his episode last night and that moment when he wanders off into the jungle after they blew up the secret you know mm-hmm. empire manufacturing base it's kind of amazing because the sense you get is that he's going to go cause havoc for yeah. the empire i mean that's a redemption arc i i i kind of want to see what happens next with him we kind of wanted a mini series. <laughs> I would have actually been very okay. You know, I, I know that originally, and the other por- portion of this is that the other character I didn't expect to like was Cara Dune. I agree. Um, I think her physicality that she brought to the role is very cool because that's something that particularly the prequels didn't do so well. They brought mm-hmm. some really cool flashy lightsaber moves, but when you actually see people beating each other up using MMA moves, it yeah. looks real it feels real and it brought a lot to yeah those episodes and when do you get to see beefy women in media like that was a revolution for me yeah it has it had nothing to do with with uh, gina carano's political stance or her ideals or anything mm-hmm. like that again it's another person where i was never really keen on their acting um she was in deadpool you know and i as angel dust i didn't really care for that character either just kind of she's always been kind of like the person on the side where I'm like mm, yeah it's Gina Carano um but I got to grow to like Cara Dune and I know that she was originally I think you know supposed to have that the uh the Rangers show that was going to be the <clears throat> spinoff and when that kind of crashed and burned with her relationship with Disney I was kind of hoping that that was when they would might bring in uh Bill Burr's character and let Mayfield go and, and be you know the Ranger and and I'm still hoping that somebody at Disney. So if anybody at Disney hears this and you want to steal that idea, please feel free. Just give me an executive producer credit and let me let me talk to anybody on the Star Wars lot that I want to. And we're good. That's it. I got. <laughs> I, I think you don't even have to pay me. Just if they wanted to keep that alive, they should have brought in. Uh, or a good idea would be Hera as a Ranger of the New Republic, as sort of. I've companion. heard that, and I and I would be very much into that. I could no. see. Well, you know, based on her her character and, and how she per, is portrayed in in um, in Rebels, I think that would be an easy step over. There, there's not, you know, because the way that she portrays her character in Rebels, she is pretty much 
the ranger, the leader, the, you know, this is how yeah. it's going to happen. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to throw a character out there and I want to yeah. hear y'all's thoughts and perspectives. What do we think about Queel from season one? Was he the, 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 yeah. that guy? The Ugnaught. Um, I, I did like him. He seemed to have almost like a shepherd book type of uh, personality kind of thing where he has this backstory. He worked really hard to no longer become a slave. And I actually just watched season one again today. And I was like, huh, he he's I noticed he mentioned that he worked. Two human lifetimes do you do you want the quote i come with homework prepared i actually have oh, yeah. written down i bought what? my freedom through the skill of my hands and the labor of three of your human lifetimes it was three yeah so i was like huh that's interesting okay i had to look him up i couldn't remember who he was oh you should have yeah. just said i have spoken then i would have been like oh yeah i know we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> i think wheel was... is such a purely good character in terms of morality he has this like deep understanding of the world he has this big picture view of peace and what his part is in it and i gotta say quill is probably the most emotionally invested i've gotten in a character in the star wars universe and that includes baby yoda <laughs> so did you cry was, when um... he died Oh, you better believe it. It was awful. I had to take an Advil. <laughs> I was just really upset that he, he froze Han Solo. That's all. <laughs> or he was helping out Hondo and Naka steal Y-Wings for the Rebellion. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I I think it's... Uh, I thought he was really cool. I I do agree with you. I think he is one of the, the, the purest characters probably in the show. Um, there wasn't anything that was... Uh, there wasn't a hidden agenda. It was, this is what it is. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do for you. Um, the fact that he wouldn't take anything to help Mando, just, he was just going to do it. And, you know, and of course, then there's the line I have spoken. So that's, that's always kind of cool that not that that ever got used at my house with my kids at any point after that, <laughs> only every day. So <laughs> I have spoken, but, uh, uh, anybody else have anything from season one and season two of, of Mando that they particularly appreciated? Because so I have a couple, but kind of going back to one of our earlier topics of how you were saying the Mandalorian's a, a good um, gateway into Star Wars. I was like thinking because I literally just told another friend this. I was like, well, you should really start with Clone Wars at least because there are things in the Mandalorian that are like amazingly exciting, but you don't know why unless you've seen the Clone Wars. True. So I'll give you that. Yeah, we definitely There's... had a moment like that when I first saw Ahsoka <laughs> or you know a lightsaber <laughs> or something. I'm like, ah! and she's yeah. like, "Who's this weird girl?" I don't get her. And and I think by watching the Clone Wars series first, at or even just like the last four in episode of season seven, I think just kind of sums up a lot of it. That way you can, <laughs> um, basically that way, you know, okay, this is who Ahsoka is. Um, you don't really see much of the dark saber in that though. Do you? One of the things I, I appreciate that Disney plus does is that they have, um, uh, if you're trying to get, like a heads up on certain characters they have the uh ahsoka essential episodes yeah. and so if you if you needed to catch up just on on who and what ahsoka is you could go into those and i think there's they have um a couple episodes from clone wars a couple episodes from uh rebels and then you know it leads up into and then they have the episode the, the couple episodes of, of mando uh where you can kind of get a, a basis for for who and what she is and and her growth uh, over the years but uh, uh sam i too had a massive fangirl moment as soon as the white <laughs> lightsaber lit up and i yeah. was literally in my living room like ah! yeah, yeah it was it was crazy and then that was she, the noise when she that asked, was the noise yes when she asks after thrawn 
And when they're saying, where is the dark saber? It's pulling so much from the previous thing. So I, I agree with you, Nick, that there's so much history in it. That's part of why we're watching it, you know, in, in universe chronological order, because it adds so much. But I will say the genius of Mando is that it's, created in the era where people know that there are varying levels of Star Wars knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think it's made in such a way that you see Ahsoka come on screen and you've never seen Ahsoka before. You don't know what a Togruta is. You don't know why she's important. And you love her anyway, and you respect right. her anyway. And I think that's why Mando is such a phenomenal gateway into Star Wars, because mm. the crafting and the, the love that's put into that production makes you excited and gets you invested. Oh, I absolutely. That, I think that touches on one of my favorite bits. There's two fights. There's the um, Ahsoka running around in the fog, just murdering people. And then there's at the end when Luke shows up and demolishes an entire platoon of dark troopers. Mm. Both of those are examples of we've seen Mando and Cara Dune and Fennec and Bo-Katan all be incredible badasses. They've just mm -hmm. blown yeah. through life and destroyed you know huge crowds of people and they get shown up so entirely by an actual force user that it shows the, it recalibrates the power level a little better because in the Clone Wars, there's really amazing stuff where Hondo or Rex or Cody or Jabo do things that Anakin and Kenobi can't do. And those are two of the greatest Jedi ever. So by recalibrating to see that a Jedi is able to do things that are utterly impossible and orders of magnitude above what a normal person can do is really cool. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think it's I think it's really cool to be able to see those uh, things put on display in a in a way that can be uh, kind of. And, and going back to Anna's point about how um, it's for both those who have watched before and those who are watching now, and I think that that carries on not just from the force using standpoint of, of things that they've done with Ahsoka, but even for the the storyline points for somebody who's only ever watched uh, the, in the movies. And I was thinking of that today when I was watching, because I was watching parts of season two today. Um, and I was, I started off watching episodes nine and 10, by the way, n episode 10, uh, chapter 10 is pure nightmare fuel for me. That is, that's the one with all the, the white spiders climbing everywhere. Oh yeah. I love that episode. Oh God, I really? <laughs> getting near through my remote at the TV during that episode. Uh, I have a I have a spider phobia anyway. That doesn't do me any good. <clears throat> I was curled up with a blanket, just like rocking back and forth. Even the the sound effects, I feel personally victimized by. Yeah, well, they were awful. So I loved seeing those spiders back from Rebels and from Knights of the Old Republic because it's the same model. I loved seeing David Filoni in an X-wing. <laughs> yes, and I love seeing I love seeing like two old fighter pilots, like you know, middle-aged kind of schlubby dudes, like show up in X-wings <laughs> and be like, pull over, and he's like, uh. <laughs> you you know what the best part about the Filoni bit though is? I didn't rec I didn't know I didn't recognize till today that it was Filoni. Till today, like just now today, or no, not just now today, <laughs> okay. like earlier this afternoon. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, yeah, <laughs> shut up, John. Uh, no, I, I was watching it today and I actually, I, I hit the, the 10 second back button on my Roku and I was like, is that, oh my, holy crap, that was Filoni. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I never recognized that before. That's Keon Young in, in the other seat, you know, the other, um, but I, I recognized him, mm -hmm. but not Filoni in, in the other expert. So. Uh, no. Go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, uh. I think that one of the joys of watching the first season of The Mandalorian has got to be uh, just trying to f to solve the mystery, right? Yeah. Behind Baby yeah. Yoda and all that. That is just at the absolute joy. Um, and then just, yeah, like, okay, d d is that because of this? Is that because of that? Is he an experiment? Is he a clone? Is he, you know, like, all these theories were, like, popping out of the, the uh, woodwork. And I loved that. And then I think season two, um, it was all about like it, there was three major character, uh, you know, characters that came to uh, season two. There was there was Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and then there was, uh, you know, the very last episode. Spoiler alert, you know, Luke Skywalker. Uh, there was so, Boba Fett. 
the oh yeah, about the fe- oh my god, I forgot about the fe- <laughs> you see what I'm saying though? But you know, so season yeah. one was like all about the mystery and and also just setting the scene, and it was great. And then there was season two that was just it just made it even way better. They took advantage of all those characters to introduce. It was just just great. I think the worst part about season two is that they teased Boba coming into the season. We knew that he was coming. Yeah. And then we saw him at the end of, of chapter nine at standing on the top of the rock and he mm-hmm. turns around and he faces the camera for a second. And you're like, yes, it's Boba. We're going to get. And then we had to wait for like four episodes to see him again. And I was like, you jerks. <laughs> see, that's the thing I love about Mando. Now that I'm coming back to Mando as more of an established fan, Mando is like a burlesque tease where they keep teasing <laughs> elements of the Star Wars universe, right? Like we're on Mando, but we're like, no, show us everything else, you know? Uh, so uh, when is the new season? We don't know when the new season of The Mandalorian is going to, to air. I don't so- think it's been... I don't think that's been voiced yet, but but uh, the book of Boba Fett does start on December 29th. Um, so according to online and all the releases, it's saying early 2022. Really? For season three of Mando. That's the hope. They thought it was going to be Christmas Day this year, but then, you know, it seems like it's going to be 2022. Yes, right. please. <laughs> I've been a good boy, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Actually, watching the finale last night, I felt like I would have been okay if Mando had ended and they'd split it into its constituent shows. You know, if you had Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic, possibly, and uh, well, Obi Wan's not really part of that, but moving on in that direction, I think. Sam, give the people what they want us, Baby Yoda. I just like watching Boba Fett with a gaffy stick take apart stormtroopers <laughs> like they're Legos. So uh, that was pretty incredible, wasn't it? <laughs> He, he was rocking an absolute dad bod and just mm-hmm. whooping stormtroopers like they were nothing. There's something so primal about hope. like getting like <laughs> weird triggered on violence by watching like shattered plastic somewhere. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, oh god, the pain, the agony. It's it's shattered plastic. It's Lego pieces, but maybe that's a core memory for me. <laughs> As uh. I believe Captain Rex said they don't build these like the, they don't make they the armor to. like they used to. Yes. <laughs> trying yes. to get himself in there. It's such a great scene. I love it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I loved about um, the Mandalorian is they did delve deeper into creatures in the Star oh, yeah. Wars universe, mm-hmm. as well as the culture of like the sand people. Mm, yes. That's yeah. actually one of the things I was going to bring That's up. That's right. Because long overdue. Yeah, the crazy dragon episode is awesome. All we mm-hmm. ever know of these guys are their horrible people that go around raiding things. Well, why are they raiding? Yeah. Well, they're raiding because well, you're kind of on their territory, mm-hmm. and and your people have clean water. That's it. Yeah. 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 Can't really. Uh, when you see it from that perspective, you're like, <clears throat> okay. All right, so you've invaded their land and you've taken their clean water. Yeah, I get why they're raiding all the time. I, you know, I get why they're ill-tempered and they have bad people skills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I liked the fact that, you know, when you see Mando sitting around the fire with them and their their sign language, that's mm-hmm. part of how they're communicating. And then there's a certain, you know, level of uh, a, a guttural. Uh, communication. I don't want to call it grunts because that that doesn't seem fair. Uh, but there's a guttural uh, communication level. There is how they get you know expressions between the between the the sign language and and the you know. So, so what's interesting is I do know sign language relatively well, and watching what they were saying versus what was translated to us, it was slightly different. And I was like, oh, that is. Interesting. I don't have any examples for you. Sorry. I, I believe but... that it was actually a professional uh, linguist and uh, like deaf actor advocate who came up with a custom language, a custom sign oh. language for that scene. That's cool. So a lot of the sign language seemed very. I was able to read it. 
I mean, but, I imagine <laughs> that it's easier to start with a made-up language that's yeah. similar to something you already have. Yeah, and I'm sure like the grunts and stuff might add certain feelings and stuff into that language. Mm. Nick, there's, did it there's... seem more polite or more like brusque? What What was the vibe like? You put him on the spot now. Oh man, it, I'm sorry. It, it was. It... <laughs> It did come off to me a little, very close to deaf culture, actually. Um, kind of like very straightforward and just tell you how it is kind of thing. Mm. Um, like that. And I, I, I don't know what the grunts part meant, but I'm sure in some way it, it would be like a facial expression. Because, mm. uh, like in sign language, you—it's very expressive have, through the face. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. expressive through the face, yep. and certain words can mean different things based on your face. Through, yeah, through face and body motion, so, how it's conveyed. It's context. Yeah, I—I I also want to say that I can't be—I know that I can't be the only one uh, in this show tonight who hope that when Nick said, "I know." That the next words were going to be, uh, I can speak Tuscan Raider, and he was going to show us <laughs> examples, <laughs> examples of the guttural speech. I was like, oh. one thing I noticed that I loved in one of the Boba Fett episodes, it was the one when Mando takes Grogu to the Seeing Stone, um, mm -hmm. and we see Boba communicating with Fennec in the clone sign language. That we that we see in the Clone Wars yes. and we see in the Tartakovsky 2003 Clone Wars as well. I, I'm speaking a little out of turn because I haven't actually seen it, but I know it's there. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, I, I there's a lot of nice little tie-ins to to uh, not only the the movies but the animated shows and, and things like that throughout the series. Now, and I don't know if you guys uh, noticed this either, but when they were taking the speeders out to where the uh, the crate dragon was at. Um, uh, the ranger whose name all of a sudden I cannot think of, uh, Cobb played Vanth. by Tim. Uh, what's that? Cobb Vanth. Thank yeah. you. Played from, by Timothy. I was going to say justified. played by yeah played <laughs> by Timothy Oliphant. Um, I could remember the actor's name. I couldn't remember the character. How bad is that? Well, he's always anyway, Timothy Oliphant. He's yes, he's always role, he's he's perfect as Timothy Oliphant. Um, <laughs> but if you guys noticed or not, but that was one of the uh, uh, pod racer engines that was used turned into yeah. a speeder. Yeah, I noticed that. I so, enjoyed that. And I also we recently um on a cold day watched um Force Awakens and it looks like Ray's speeder is made out of a pod racer engine too. Yeah. I, I love that recycling in the Star Wars universe. I do too. I think it's really cool. It's it's a gentle nod to to other shows and things that to kind of you know gently tug at those uh those memories and emotional heartstrings so i think that that's pretty cool um so we've talked mostly about uh mostly about about uh, mando but what do you have hopes for just briefly uh for any of the other shows moving forward what is what are you hoping to, to see uh because Ooh. personally i'm hoping that uh that the book of Boba Fett for season one is just the book of Boba Fett, that it's not a lot of interloping with Mandalorian's arc, but I hope that season two, that they kind of cross paths a little more because they're in the same area. They're in, you know, and Boba's picking up at the end of, uh, end of season two for Mando and, and starting his story from there. So I'm hoping that we can kind of see a little bit of more of inner working of the two shows. So I got a little more, of an opposite feeling on that, Tim, because okay. I don't think the Mandalorian would be the Mandalorian without baby Yoda in some, in some form of fashion. So last we saw was he took off with Luke. I don't think we're going to see him for a while. I know. So like, I'm okay with um, maybe even the book of Bubba Fett touching on where at least Grogu is at in some form of some fashion so that way we get an idea of where he is at because i feel like they need to bring him back with mando in season three yeah i'll tell you mm. that the uh the non-fans the casual fans that are in my network think that the book of boba fett is mando season three so nick i think that's a great mm. point that if there's no baby yoda 
you know, maybe it's a little bit of a bait and switch for them. I will tell you what I am extremely excited about for um, Book of Boba Fett specifically. There's a moment at the end of the season two finale of Mando when it's four powerful women in one room. We get Bo-Katan, we get Fennec, we get Casca, and we get Cara Dune. And they're the muscle. And if we got more of that energy in Book of Boba Fett with Fennec being the strong arm, oh my God, that would be incredible. Right. No, I think it'd be really cool. Um, I think I, I, I really love uh, Ming-Na's profesh- uh, pro- progression of the character of Fennec Shand and how she's developed her, uh, not just from the, the animated side, but now the live action and everything they're doing there. And I would really like to, I'm, I'm excited <clears throat> to see her to be the, the right hand of Boba uh, in this upcoming season, because I think that uh, she's one of those characters that you've seen through the animated series and you got to see a little bit of in, in Mando season two, but I really think that she's a, a character that they could really flesh out and show, show a lot about her and her development. And you really get to see how awesome she is. So Josh had a little thing he wanted to share Share, Josh. It's my, it's like my, my favorite scene from the movie here. Do Um, it. Here, I'll see here. I got it. You got it? Nick's got it. This is, this is my all-time favorite scene. And we don't need, (laughs) we don't, we don't need sound whatsoever. He steals the backpack, (laughs) runs off. And here we go. Two. Yes. Baby Yoda's like so impressed here. Can we have a shout out for Baby Yoda throwing up blue space macaroons in season two? <laughs> yes. I love, I love I love him stealing those cookies. That was the best. So I have a I think Mandalorian's gonna split into sort of a dual path show that we've seen a few of. Um I think there's going to be because wasn't Sebastian Stan recently cast as Media Mage Luke? And so if you've got Luke and Grogu on one path with, you know, either half of each episode or every other episode or something along those lines, I really think Mando 3 is going into Mandalorian politics. And there's going to be Game of Thrones-esque backstabbing between Bo-Katan and the House of Ren, the House of uh, Kurs, and Mando because of the Darksaber, as well as whatever they do with Moff Gideon. But I am really excited for Obi-Wan. I think Obi-Wan is going to be such an interesting character development. I maintain, and don't cover your ears, baby, that the uh, the the Rebels fight in, uh, the, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, is like mm-hmm. the best Star Wars fight. That is the mm-hmm. best lightsaber fight. And it is oh. unbelievable to me. Yeah. 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 I, get, I know what you mean now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. um, the elements leading up to that are really interesting, particularly because... Obi-Wan's journey is going to be one of self-reflection yeah. and like spiritual growth. Yeah. And that is something which I would love to have explored by a big name top tier TV show is something like take some time, explore yourself. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Boba Fett, I just look forward to him crushing some faces. I think it might be more like season four of Clone Wars. A lot of the, uh, violence gang stuff hitting people with his stick Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know baby yoda being about 50 years old you could actually see obi-wan kind of lining up with that timeline and perhaps you'll see kind of more the creation and reason behind baby yoda and obi-wan who knows i don't know that was just an interesting thought and that time works out what are we hoping for out of ahsoka awesomeness I'm hoping for I, Thrawn. I'm honestly hoping to see Ezra. Yeah, Ezra. I, I want to see Ezra. I, I'm hoping that that happens. I I don't see why it wouldn't happen. They've uh, they've cast somebody as Sabine, mm-hmm. um, and she I can't remember her name. It's a hard to pronounce name, and I will just slaughter it on. Uh, so I'm not going to try. And she's um, like a Italian Japanese yeah. actress. Yeah. So it's a real. Um, but around. but it's an, it's an amazing cast. It, you you hold up the the picture uh, of this of this young lady next to a picture of Sabine Wren, and they're they're side by side identical. It's it's amazing. 
that they found somebody who looks like Sabine. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. I'd like to see what happens with Ezra. I want to know what happens. And I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to um, uh, crush things for, for Anna moving forward. Uh, but there's I want to know what happens with Ezra uh, after the end of Rebels and um, yep. where you know where he goes and what happens. And so that to bring that back full circle would be would be really very cool. Uh, Sorry, and also thank you. <laughs> no, We're you know as fast as we can. No, you know what? I hate spoil people who do spoilers, and I don't want to ever be the guy who does the spoilers. So I try to be very cognizant of that and uh, how I'm phrasing some of my my nerd wishes over here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it's really very cool. I think we have some opportunity to see some 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 neat character development that we didn't get to see in the animated series of some of these characters. Uh, in ways that just isn't able to happen. And I am very excited. One of the things I'm most excited for about Obi-Wan is the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. I want him to get the redemption that he deserves. The fact that that his character was so poorly written in, in the prequel trilogy is not his mm-hmm. fault. He played the character he was assigned. direct. He acted it the way he was directed to act it. You know he's a he's a uh, an outstanding actor on his own right in other shows, and I think that given proper direction by Filoni and Favreau, that this honestly could be a, a very nice redemption for him, and we get to see an actual uh, Darth Vader that makes me giggle like he used to. <laughs> so, Sam, um, do you want to talk about your Clone Wars prequel rehabilitation theory? Which one is that? That <laughs> oh right, yeah. So um, okay, I actually did want to talk about this. So I maintain because I'm of the age where the prequels came out, and all of the people who were slightly older, I enjoyed them, but all the people who were real nerds, slightly older than me, hated them. And it's after the Clone Wars came out and the memes, right, that um, it started becoming recognized as a work. I feel like Mando and these series that are upcoming are going to be doing that for the sequel trilogy. And I think that part of that, I I think that part of that is actually, um, so, oh gosh, what's her name? The mechanic who works for Mando says he doesn't look strand cast as she's talking about Grogu Mm -hmm. and strand cast, you know, he's, he's too pretty for that. But then you imagine someone else who might be cloned like Snoke Right. And you see that this cloning, and that that seems to be the direction that Mando is going. To be fair, I think she does say that he looks too ugly to be strange. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's there. Different strokes so, from folks. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I think that, I think we have some opportunity to see some really cool things coming up. Um, again, just want to we're going to start wrapping up here. We've got uh, a couple uh, things we want to end up on. But again, thank you guys for coming on. Um, both Anna and Same, um, Sam. <laughs> uh, really appreciate you guys coming here and, and putting up with our nonsense and and uh, and being on the show again. If you would please remind everyone where they can find Growing Up Skywalker. You can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also go to GrowingUpSkywalker.com, and we love listener holocron. So feel free to. DM us on social media or send in an email to growingupskywalker at gmail.com. And we have special Patreon exclusive bonus series as well. Spice Run and Sam's Naval History Minute. So feel free to subscribe to those if you want to nerd out about Star Wars Naval Warfare. It's also where we do like bang, Mary kill for villains and stuff like that. Yes, it is tons of fun. All right, cool. That is fantastic. All right. Well, and guys, as I said before, I'm a subscriber. I love the show. I strongly encourage everyone to go check out Growing Up Skywalker. If you are a fan of Star Wars and you'd like to hear people talk about Star Wars a little more in depth than what we do here on this show, this is definitely the show to go check out. It's a show that you can watch without feeling like your your, uh, either extreme knowledge of Star Wars or your extreme lack of Star Wars knowledge is being put on display, but being appreciated and celebrated. So... Thank you all so much. It has been such a total pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. And I was going to pronounce it Ann A and Sam A. (laughs) (laughs) Those are our droid names. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If we grew up on Tatooine, those are our names. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So last Friday, our guest was Larry Cedar. 
Larry is an accomplished on-screen and voice actor who has over 200 acting credits to his name. You have seen or heard him on shows like Young Sheldon, various Justice League animated shows, Star Wars, The Old Republic video game, and Star Trek and more. Roll it, Tim. Hi, I'm Larry Skeeter, and you are listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And you guys can still find that episode of Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and or uh, your favorite uh, audio podcast providers. Remember that your subscription on the YouTube channel is a sincere major help. Please don't forget to click the like and subscribe as you watch the videos. And uh, our guest for this week has done stunt work in movies like Jurassic Park, Austin Powers, and many others. But she's also appeared in several episodes of Star Trek, The Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Star Trek Voyager, and in the seventh feature film, Star Trek Generations. So this is not a show for Tim. Not to mention <laughs> her time as Lita Alexander in Babylon 5. Hi, this is Patricia Tallman, and welcome to Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We should do a Babylon 5 podcast. So. Babylon <laughs> <laughs> 5 is so good. You know, uh, perfect that, soundbite to come back to. I just want to That awakened some deep stuff right there. That was. I've yeah. not actually ever seen it, and I'm like, I have to add it to my list. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, we were very excited to talk with with Patricia Tallman um, on Funny Science Fiction on our recorded episodes that come out every Friday morning. So not only was she kind enough to create some time for us, which she had to do. because She's very busy, uh, but she also took some time to answer some of our groups, uh, our Facebook groups members questions. So that's right. Membership has its advantages. So if you're not already join our, our Facebook group also conveniently called funny science fiction uh very easy to find uh but join us this friday morning you can either watch or listen to that uh interview with patricia and you'll want to be sure to check out her links to her ebay store uh that she has uh um, an official babylon uh, 5 and star trek merchandise for the things that she gathered that she was on set there's on set jackets and all these different type of things some serious nerd merch uh she's moving doesn't want to take it with her and she is having a fire sale anyway it's on her ebay store and that link is available on the funny science fiction podcast page right now and you can find it there her hilarious first times her story of her first time meeting nathan fillion <laughs> which is that picture of her and nathan yeah, that was on the set of Castle. It's all, it's all I'm going to say. You have to listen to the listen or watch the episode to find out. But um, for someone who you have a pseudo crush on, that may not be the way you want to meet them. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's it's pretty fantastic. Uh, but yeah, uh, Patricia Tallman, a lot of fun, and uh, we can't thank her enough for being on the show and uh, and again putting up with us and all our hijinks. And Kathleen says, I'm only slightly disappointed you guys can actually do this without me. <laughs> yep. We sure can. <laughs> no, just kidding, you kiddo. <laughs> and Drayton, our group founder, says, smile all. See, I do what I'm told sometimes. <laughs> and he said, Tim needs a bigger room. Actually, that's what I keep telling everybody here, but nobody listens to me. I'm, I actually, I have too many Funko Pops now. I just I got another say. one today. And I had to put it yeah. off to the side over here because there's no more room for it. I thought so. you were in a store. <laughs> no, nope, this is this is my office slash studio at our sign shop. So, but uh, anyway, again, uh, thank you guys. Thank you everybody for for watching and pay attention tonight to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And thank you, uh, Anna and Sam, for coming on tonight. And we actually absolutely no, Kathleen. That's what gets you know. <laughs> You hear less and other people hear more. Just 
No, she. No, I'm just kidding. She's. We love having Kathleen on the show. She. She helps keep me in check when Nick doesn't say the things that he should to tell me to shut up. So. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you very much. That's going to conclude us tonight for Funny Science Fiction. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FunnySciFi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.